Hey there, Super Nintendo fans or Super Famicom fans. I am the NoSwear Gamer, host of the NoSwear Gamer on YouTube, your source for new reviews on old games. And I'm also the host of the Atari 7800 Game by Game podcast, along with my robotic announcer guy, Voice. And you are listening to the Super Nintendo Entertainment System podcast. Right here on the Retro Junkies Network. Super NES Podcast. This is episode number 54. Uh, I am Greg, and he is George. That's me. And we have a special treat for you today. Uh, we are covering a game on both of our podcasts, um, but we're covering the, so we're covering first the Super NES version of the game. Uh, we're looking at Gradius 3, which was, uh, which was developed and published by Konami for the system in 1991. So... Hey, so George, how's it going? That's all right. How are you? No, I'm doing okay. Um, this is an interesting experiment for us um, because they, uh, there's only a handful of games that came out on both on both the Super NES and the PlayStation, which is the other podcast that we also do together. Um, so there's a couple other games, like for example, like you know, like um, you know, um, a couple other games that appeared on both platforms, but they're really like ports of a game that came out originally, like originally somewhere else, like for example, like NBA Jam. Uh, it was an arcade game that got ported to both Super NES and PlayStation, but right. um, but uh, yeah, Gradius 3 is interesting in the sense that it kind of came out in very different formats on both systems. So um, if you're interested, so if you're interested, if you're interested in playing hearing us talk about the original arcade version of the game, which got ported almost perfectly over to the PS2, uh, make sure to check out the PlayStation podcast. Uh, you know, George and I, you know, George and I, they also do together. So. Um, so, right off the bat, I should probably say the pronunciation of this series is something of a controversial topic. Oh, uh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> um, just like another famous shooter of, of a shooter that starts with a G that's been, uh, that, uh, that's been much derived in how to correctly pronounce it over the years. Um, there, are, there are two very common popular ways of pronouncing this series, uh, Gradius and Gradius. 
Oh, really? I call it Gradius. <laughs> no, that's not true. Um, this 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 is because back in the old days, before games had voice and whatnot, you you had no idea how to pronounce these weird, strange Japanese games coming over to us in the states. And this you just, game had voice in it. And you just took a best. Well, I'm talking about the original <laughs> the original games, but and so yeah. without a so without a like without somebody telling you the correct way of pronouncing something, you just took your best guess at it. And you know, old habits die hard and whatnot. I mean, so, it, it still kind of happens today with some games. Yeah, well. a little bit. Not as common now as it used to be, but right, right. Um, so I'll just say that you know that I'm going to use Gradius uh, during this podcast because that's the way I've always pronounced it. Um, I think either way is perfectly fine. However, I also feel, uh, however, I also feel, uh, feel uh, like feel small bit vindicated because uh, recently I was watching, I was watching some, uh, watching, watching some YouTube footage of Gradius Four, like in the arcade, and during the intro, the intro sequence of that game, you can clearly hear the guy at the beginning of the game say Gradius Four, pronounced that way. So I feel this is I feel like I've been saying it correctly, correctly, you know, for all these years. But having said that, if you want to pronounce it Gradius, I'm not going to hold that against you. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I, we all know what you're talking about. So. Yes, yeah. So there's no so, issues here. So I so I just want to get that covered right off the bat in case anybody's like screaming with their uh, iPod like right now or something or something or, or something like that. So, but um, well, that would make them crazy. <laughs> I, I've done it before, though. <laughs> oh, no. That's okay. Uh, I've done it, too. So, anyway, um, the Gradius series is one of the most famous franchises that Konami did. Um, if you're wondering why I've been covering... If you're wondering, wondering why we've been covering so many Konami games recently, it's because, well, Konami was a real kick-ass company like, for a long time. But You have a love for Konami. Everybody had a love for... Uh, you want to go to Japan and play their pachinko <laughs> machines. <laughs> Uh, everybody had a love for Konami. Uh, their franchises were some of the most popular, popular on the NES and Super NES, and uh, oh, yeah. uh, like for a long time, uh, going all the way up to PlayStation days. Oh yeah, uh, which oh, is yeah. why it's a real shame what's happened to the company now. But um, so uh, the Gradius series originally got start in 1986, like in the arcades, uh, before it came to the NES. Um, this was a game I. This is a game I played very shortly after I got my NES, and it's a game I quickly fell in love with because it's a very like neat game for the time. Uh, just just great graphics, uh, like great gameplay, great music, just a lot of stuff to really endear you to it. Um, and you know, vertical vertical shooters like this. It was more common in the 80s for arcade games to be to, like to be vertical uh, orientated as opposed to being horizontal, go uh, horizontal uh, like orientated. And Gradius was one of the first games where it be like horizontally based. So that made it like very like uh, original and unique when the game came out. And as a side note, I really love the cover, the box, the box cover artwork for like, like Gradius, like Gradius like the NES. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like you're familiar with it, George, but um, no, I am. I am not. It's a, it's a great it's a great painting about your ship, uh, which is called the Warp Rattler, like in that game, uh, single-handedly charging this massive this, this massive alien battleship with all kinds of a uh, fire and shots and, and missiles coming missiles coming at you, uh, like whatnot. Uh, really has a very like strong Star Wars feel to it, kind of like an X doing X wing taking on a single X wing like taking on like a star destroyer. Oh, so, okay. uh, really great artwork. Uh, uh, this series always, yeah, this series has always had the good artwork. Gradius Three has pretty good artwork too. But um, so anyway, um, do you have any, do you have any history or familiarity with the series, like with this game, uh, before we played it for the podcast? 
Uh, one time this this guy made me play it for this podcast. Uh, I think it was called <laughs> the Sneeze Podcast. Um, yeah, no, that guy's weird. He was an old man. And, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I I really don't. Uh, I don't really have any experience prior to this podcast. But um, what I really like about doing this podcast with you is just oh hey we're gonna play Gradius three next time. It's like oh okay. <laughs> I know it's a shooter and everything, but I never played it and. Mm. It's it was it was a really cool experience to play it. So uh, you probably saw some similarities. You probably saw some similarities between this game and another shooter that you did way back when your first your first guest appearance in the podcast actually. Uh, you and Squadron. Uh, yes. Yeah, dude, because that's also like horizontally based shooter. It had but... it had somewhat of the same feel, but not exactly. Mm, so yeah, right. Well, yeah. Well, 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 different companies, Capcom versus Konami. So right, but um, but, but uh, I, it, there were, there were some things that were kind of similar. But I was like, it, it definitely made me think of UN Squadron. <laughs> right. Um, oh man, I gotta play more UN Squadron because that's a good <laughs> game. So the Gradius franchise has a number of games that came out in it. Just to go over the, uh, some of the titles like, real quickly here, uh, Gradius was followed up by a sequel, Gradius 2, which is called in Japan uh, Gopher's Ambition. Uh, that was also like an arcade game. Um, it was supposed to come out for the NES. I remember seeing it. Uh, <laughs> I remember seeing a preview. I previewed. I previewed like an addition of power. But the game only came out in the Famicom. Uh, the NES never got a version of the game. Instead, over here in the States, we got Life Force. Yeah, they uh, did the. They kind of did that a few times in yeah. Nintendo Power, where they would showcase a game and say, "Oh, it's coming out," and then it never really came out. Well, ever. yeah, I can't blame them because okay, I can't blame them because they're going off information they had from Nintendo. They had the parent company in Japan. Oh and yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm not like so. grilling them about. It. I'm just saying. There, there were a few times where they've, where they've done mm, something yeah. like that as it come out. It's a real shame, though. Gradius 2 did get, Gradius 2 did get home release uh, um, on systems like the PSP many years later. Uh, um, and hadn't played, uh, I hadn't played both games. I think Life Force is like a superior game because I love Life Force. Um, Life Force was also an arcade game, which is called Salamander. Uh, uh, like originally, it, it, it's kind of a Gaiden uh, um, Gradius game, which which alternates between vertical scrolling and horizontal scrolling uh, stages. But yeah, Life Force is one of my favorite games. I, I love the, uh, um, uh, 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 I love that game like more like Gradius did. So. Um, Gradius Three uh, was also an arcade game originally. Uh, 1989, that was when it came out. Uh, I came out originally. There, came out originally, originally, originally in Japan, and, and they got in. Um, I think the worldwide release in 1990. Um, once again, the Japanese gave this game a subtitle in Japan, which the Gradius games have never had subtitles um, uh, like the North American uh, uh, releases. The Japanese subtitle of the game is, and I'm going to try to pronounce the, to pronounce the Japanese here, uh, uh, like Densati Kara which means they, uh, like, it's been, like it's being translated to English uh, from legend to myth. That's an interesting subtitle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Gradius 3 is followed up by Gradius 4. Wait. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yep. Gradius Four Resurrection, which also came out like in the arcade, and which also and which also years later eventually got a home port, a home port on the PS2. And then yes, the last, it did. and then finally Gradius Five, which is the first game series the series that did not have an arcade port, because the arcade market by that point very was doing all that well, uh, came up with the PS2, uh, which is also like a great game. Well, so. I mean, arcades are still a thing in yeah. Japan. Uh, they're 
quite a bit of them. I think it's right. just a lot of just fighting games now, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like Gundam games. There was also a bunch of a uh, Gaiden and spin-off and spin-off Gridus games for other systems. Uh, the Game Boy had two Gridus games, like for example. Uh, both of them are very good. Uh, the GBA had a very good Gradius game. Uh, there's a couple other. Uh, there's a couple other uh, of a um, of a, uh, a weird of a, a weird offshoot computer computer Gradius games. Uh, Salamander had a sequel called Salamander 2. Um, there's also Gradius. <laughs> there's also a Gradius uh, Pachinko table, which is the most recent Gradius game. Of course, Gradius game to, 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 to have come out. Um, and there's a Gradius. And there's also a Gradius uh, slot machine. Of course there is. <laughs> Thanks, Konami. Yeah, so... Well, at least Konami was something like the franchise. So Gradius is kind of semi-dormant semi uh, right the, now. But the but... thing is, like, things like slot machines and pachinko machines are kind of a throwaway because it's just like, yeah. oh, what do you do? Oh, you just change the graphic and put the graf new graphic on the machine. Pretty much, yeah. It's kind, <laughs> of, it's kind of a throwaway thing, which is yeah. a shame. So, um, Gradius, Gradius and Lake Force, like both, like both were very popular, very popular, like in the NDS. So it seemed logical that Konami would want to bring Gradius 3, like the Super NES. Um, so the game came out originally in Japan, and originally, originally Japan, Japan, just like December 1990. And because the game didn't require too much, too much, too much like the way translation, and because the work on it like had already been done, it was pretty easy for Konami to port the game for North America. And as a result, Gradius 3 was one of the five launch titles to come out for the system when it came out in North America, um, like in August, in August of 1991. And it was the only third-party game that came out with the system at launch. The four games uh, all being like Nintendo games. Uh, and it's a heck of a launch game. Yes. Uh, Super Mario World, uh, SimCity, uh, F-Zero, and Power Wings being the other four launch games like the system, by the way. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a game I got very shortly after I got my system. Um, I never played Gradius 3 like in the arcades, but um, I definitely knew being a Gradius... I definitely knew, like, being a Gradius game that I wanted it, so... Um, but, um... So, um, the, we'll be talking more about, like I said before, uh, we, we will be covering the arcade version in the PlayStation podcast later on, uh, um, uh, uh, which will be released some, sometime around the, you know, the time of this episode. So. Today, it's released today. <laughs> um. so, so, we're going to be focusing here more upon the differences, uh, the differences, the differences uh, between the arcade version and of course, you know, the Super NES port, because to accommodate the system... Konami made, a, you know, Konami made a number of significant changes uh, to the game with Super NES. Partly because this was because that the uh, the system was new at the time, programmers didn't have the experience uh, with the system yet, um, and some of the some of the uh, some of the tricks and tactics that people would learn to bring the to, to bring power out of the system in later years hadn't really been developed yet at this point. So I think if Konami had decided to port Gradius to the system several years later, uh, the game could have come out very, very close to its arcade counterpart because I think that there's things that they cut out simply because of lack of time or lack of skill or whatnot that you know, could have made it into like a later cart release. Yeah. Um, you know, for example, um, the arcade version has two, um, I'm gonna call them first person, um, uh, uh, first person stages where you're like, where you're like behind the ship, like flying down a tunnel, and it kind of has like a very weird spiral effect, like you're going down this say, tunnel blasting enemies. 
Um, I think that I think that could have been pulled off in Super Mario's Hardware, you know, later on, you know, later on in system lifespan. I saw games, I saw games later on that did similar tricks, but but for like I said, for like I said before, for several reasons, Konami decided to, to, to uh, decided it was easier just simply like cut those stages. So those stages are not present like are, are not present are not present like the Super Mario version. It's it's understandable, though. right? Um, there are some changes. There are some changes, however, however, to Super port that I really appreciate. Uh, for example, uh, the opening. Uh, Gradius games are notorious for being very, very difficult. Um, I can see that. <laughs> and in most games, in most games of the series, both in their arcade and home releases, there uh, there is no continue. Once you lose all your ships in the game, that's it. Game over. Yeah, um, that that was that was a little frustrating. But one of the changes, one of the changes that Konami made to the Super NES port was to give you uh, uh, difficulty settings. Uh, uh, there were there were uh, there were four difficulty settings uh, you had to pick from: uh, beginner, normal, and hard. And you can also unlock a special arcade mode uh, by doing a code uh, a secret code sequence, which we'll, uh, which we will mention like later on. So the thing is. Um, I mean, when you went to play the arcade game, there was no selection for you, but, I mean, to, to make a stupid argument, I'm sure there was some kind of difficulty selector inside there the There probably are dip arcade. switches, yes, yeah. but, but yeah. they, um, To make a stupid argument. Right, right. Um, uh, yeah. We will talk about the arcade difficulty level, like, in the other podcast, because they, oh, um... Oh, <laughs> boy. I, uh, yeah, no, I didn't even play on that dif- <laughs> I played on, I played on the easiest <laughs> difficulty for all of these. Just to mention real quickly here, the original, the original release, uh, the original release of Gryas 3, like, an arcade in Japan, it was so difficult, Konami had to release, like, a new ROM set later on, uh, <laughs> like, reduce difficulty. That's great. So, but we will cover that, uh, like, more, like, in detail, so. There are, there are quite a, a few different... Differences I noticed right yes. away. So. Um, so, so right, like at the main menu on the option mode, you, on the option mode, like you pick your difficulty level. You can also pick your button settings, which is nice. I always appreciate games, uh, your games allow you to decide like what button shoots and what button does your missile like whatnot. Right. Um, and you can also decide if you want to have your auto shot uh, turned on, which means you automatically shoot when holding on the when holding on the button, which is a which is a thumb saver. Oh um, yeah, I always do the. And you can also decide if you want to have power up, uh, power up like I'm actually on or off. I always uh, put that on as well. Um, there are, uh, uh, there is, there is a two-player mode like in this game. Uh, so like two, like a so few people can play. Um, is it taking turns or is it at the same time? It is taking turns. Okay, that's what. So, um, again, because I think like they, they I, again, I think it's because. You know, they just didn't know how to be able to ring the, to ring the power out of the system yet. You know, this early point. I, I mean, this was a launch title, so that would be a really cool game, though. Play a like a game like Gradius, mm-hmm. and have it like both players simultaneously. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, Life Force for the NES support like support two players simultaneously. Uh, oh, really? Uh, yes. See, yep. I never really played Life Force, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah. Huh. But um, um, and, and so after you start the game. You then have the option, you have your weapon select screen. And again, this is different like the arcade version. And boy, you have a ton of choices available here. Uh, you, 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 you can customize the crap like on your ship if you want to here. Uh, because you can either do a type select mode, we can either do like a default, 
a default one of four uh, uh, four pre-ready weapon configurations for you, or you go to edit mode and individually pick which of the which of the speed, which of the missile, which of the double, which which of the laser, and which of the option options that you want. So this is really nice. I really appreciate this because one of the things I really griped about before I grabbed his life force was the fact you really couldn't customize your weapon layout because there's certain things, like the way the certain things powered up that you really like and certain things that certain things about it that I really didn't like. But here, but but here, but but here they customize your heart to your heart's content. So it's a great option. Yeah. So I played with the first option and then. I was like, oh, okay, this is pretty good. And then I realized that uh, when I was watching a YouTube video, um, there's a guy who's playing the one with the rings that you shoot at. I forgot what it's called, like Ripple or whatever. Ripple, yes. Yeah. Um, and I realized that's probably a uh, better thing to do because it also has the uh, option to shoot missiles up and down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that... That is very helpful, whereas the first selection, um, your weak points are above you and behind you. Or you can also go into edit mode and select both of them. Right. But, but, but uh, I yeah. didn't, for some reason, I didn't do that. Yeah, laser versus ripple is an old, like, an old, like, an old debate among Gradius players. Uh, because both Gradius and Life Force, you had the option of either doing one or the other, like, you couldn't have both. So, right. and both of those weapons have certain advantages. The lasers, the lasers more powerful. Um, and it does certainly, and because of its long, its long reach, if any enemy touches that laser while you're firing it, it, um, it does you damage. Okay, so I, I realized something with the SNES version of this game, that when you shoot that laser, um, there are times where an enemy can go into that laser and will not be hit, unless it's like the edge of that laser. Or you just shot that laser. Yeah, I think it's a bug, like, in the programming of the game. Yeah. But. Because I, I've, yeah, I've noticed that, and it, it caused some trouble for me. But the Cyclone laser, I, I noticed, doesn't do that. Uh, the Cyclone laser is, a, 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 like, is a, like, is a Gradius 3 exclusive, um, different laser in the sense that it's more of a, how do I define it? It's more of a, it's more of a, it's more of a thicker, slower laser that's, you uh, that gives you, you know, gives you, uh, it gives you a little bit more fine, like fine control over it. Right. So I should have uh, probably played with the other options to see how the ripple. The, the ripple is nice because the ripple gives you the advantage of being like a very, like a very wide-reaching weapon because because if you, because if you uh, it's great to use against enemies that are far off because 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 the ripple because the ripple spreads out. It spreads out to cover like more and more of the screen as it shoots. Yeah, that probably would have been better for me. Uh, but it's a weaker weapon than the laser is. Especially so. being able to actually hit like things on the ceiling. Right. And uh, with like missiles, that. you have the option of either doing your regular missile, which is like a regular, a regular one drop, like one drop, like under the ship missile. Two-way missile, which shoots like both up and down at the same time. Spread bomb, which is kind of like you know, like a spread bomb, which operates kind of like a regular bomb that you just use to drop to drop an enemy, and hopefully they go boom. Uh, or photon. Uh, like a photon torpedo, which will shoot, which will shoot a missile like along, like along the bottom of the screen, like very rapidly, and it is very powerful. Does that the missile that shoots? So when you get the upgrade that the missile shoots from the top and the bottom, do, do does the the top one also follow the landscape? Yes, it does. Yep. Okay. But yeah, missiles no, work the same way. That. I should have used that. Dang. 
The double option is kind of the double option is kind of weak uh, because you, uh, because other double options are just simply your regular gunfire. But you have the choices here: a double option, which shoots like shoots like shoots your regular your regular pea shooter straight ahead and also shoots one upwards at a 45 degree angle, which is great to use against you know upper enemies. Tail gun, which is very great, shoots in obviously yeah because it shoots a gun behind you. Vertical shoots a gun straight up, um, you know, 90 degree angle, and back devil, which fires a gun behind you and behind you like up, kind of at a um, uh, a uh, oh, what's the degree angle on this one? Uh, 45 back, I suppose is what you call it. So, see, I would make the argument that uh, don't use the double upgrade unless you know when to use it because I've screwed myself over yeah. multiple times getting the double upgrade and oh wait you know I just had the laser and I just screwed myself over because the double just basically downgrades you and mm. yeah. there's two double configurations that I like and which one I use depends upon uh, the stage I'm in uh, some stages some stages I, I, some stages I like using the double uh, plus, the, plus the photon torpedo because it's because the double would allows you to be able to hit enemies above you, while the torpedo takes care of enemies that are below you. Um, also, the tail gun is great because you can use that to blast enemies behind you. Because there are some stages like where enemies love to come up behind you. Uh, we already covered the lasers mostly. There's the laser, the ripple, the cyclone laser, and there's also the twin laser, which is uh, 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 which just fires something weaker, um, but double blasted uh, version of the laser cannon. And then options, you have the ability to be able to do options. Um, you can do options, and you have to go to edit mode for all these options. But you can have options. But you can have options that either like um, your like your regular like your regular option, and just like you know, they'll kind of mimic your ship's movements. So you can like, uh, so you can use that to position to position options, and like you know, um, a box or a, like or a line or a square or whatever. Um, very handy to use against bosses. You can also do the spread aren't off. A, aren't a box and a square the same thing? Um, well, uh, well, a square, a square, I, I, yeah, yeah, I meant to say rectangle, but. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought about that for a second. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> but other, uh, your, your other options are your spread option, which is a spread option, which, uh, which always keeps four options, like, underneath your ship. The full option, which divides the option, two options above your ship, two options below your ship, and the rotating option, which causes all four options like to like spin around your ship, to, to, to spin around your ship like in a circle. So uh, again, this is again this is a matter of personal preference. I always like preferred like the you know the other regular option because you like you know uh, because you can position the options like where you want to be because that because because it's a very handy configuration to use to use against, to use against, to use against certain stages of certain bosses. Yeah, no, that's that's my favorite too. Um, it's very helpful when you have like four options. Mm. Um, oh, I should also mention uh, missiles. Uh, you have to go in the edit mode to see this option, but you also have the ability to be able to do missiles two way back and almost like a small spread, which is like a, a small spread missile, which is like a missile that drops that drops under your ship and then it doesn't blow up immediately like an enemy that goes behind you. So plenty of missile options available uh, available in this game. You need like both type select or edit mode. Um, your next power up option is called the question mark, 
which usually is your force you know, which usually is your force field. You can either have the the shield, which is like two barriers in front of you. This is from like regular Gradius uh, had this uh, had this option. Um, you you have to be. Uh, uh, this is fine, but you're gonna be fine. But if you take this, you gotta be careful not to be blasted from behind because you're not protected that way. There's a force field, which is your default option from life force, which is uh, which is like a, a regular energy barrier protecting your ship. Um, there's a rotating shield, which operates like a regular shield, ex a, a shield except the two barriers, you know, two barriers surround you. And this option I've seen a lot of expert players use: the reduce option, uh, where it reduces your ship down to. Uh, reduce, reduce your ship down to a little tiny, like, cute little thing. <laughs> uh, that makes it very hard to blast. Uh, I never got very good at using this option, but I've seen expert players tier to this game, like, you know, uh, uh, using, uh, by using the reduce option. I can see why, why somebody would use it. So, um, if you're good at maneuvering, that's probably very helpful. Yeah, force field is my favorite option. That's the, uh, yeah, I always select that. Right. So, your shield's, so your, so your shield's good for five blasts against the enemy fire, and you see the and you see the ship. Um, sorry, you'll see the shield weaken uh, and shrink as it takes damage. So, uh, your your last option available to you, your sixth and last option available to you, is the explosion point, which does special things depending upon what option you pick from it. Um, the first option is speed down, which causes your ship to slow down one notch in case you accidentally did one too many like speed ups. Uh, you can also do the, like, you can also do the, uh, reduce option if you want to, like, get rid of an option, like, for some reason. There's a full barrier, which causes your, your which causes your shield to, uh, your shield to go back to full strength. And there's also the Mega Crush, which, uh, which was like a Mega Bomb to blow up on enemies on screen. Reminds me of you on Squadron. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also, well, there's also, there's also blue capsules that you can get in gameplay that do the same thing also. So this is just basically like, uh, this option is nice for being able just to have that, uh, have that available to you like on demand. So anyway, a lot of options to pick from. Um, we should probably, probably um, there is a story to this game, um, a basic story, but a story like nonetheless. Um, the greatest games have always taken the greatest games have always taken place in this alternative galaxy uh, with this like this like planet called appropriately enough Gradius, which is like a, which is inhabited by a bunch of humanoids very similar to humans, and for generations they've always had this you have this evil force uh, harassing attacking them which is known as the Bacterians. And in this game, once again, the people of Gradius find themselves uh, are find themselves threatened by the mysterious dark forces, uh, the dark forces like a, uh, dark forces like the uh, Bacterian Empire. So it's up to you in the like, like the newest and latest greatest um, ship, the Vic Viper, to bravely go into combat and defeat the Bacterian forces and save your um, and save your and save your homeworld and save your people. See, why is it like these shooters? They're always like. Oh, our people are in trouble here. Uh, we need you to wipe out the enemy, but we're only going to send one person. <laughs> like, why can't you send out, like, a fleet? Why can't you send an army? Why does it have to be one person? Because it wouldn't be very much of a game. If it was a entire fleet, but... Yeah, but there's so many plot holes, because it's like, why would you just send one guy out if you're getting, if you're getting attacked by... Like a huge, a huge mass of, uh, like, life forms, you're just gonna go and send one guy out to fight them all? It's a shooter. Shooters, uh, shooters, shooters have never had deep plots. But I'm just saying. Gradius 5 did try to address this a little bit. Oh, did uh, it? 
Uh, yeah, the cover. That game actually has um, that game actually has some uh, voiceovers and some simple cutscenes. Oh. Kind of, uh, kind of do like a little, little bit more to kind of embellish the story, explain why you're the last person left, basically. Okay. So, um, but anyway, so um, I'm I, I'm I'm guessing most people out there have played or at least know what a Gryas game is. But let's go over the gameplay like the most people just in case. So you're in uh, a ship and you shoot things. Mm-hmm, yep. It's yep. It's a horizontally like it's a horizontally scrolling like scrolling shooter. Yep. And you get power-ups by blasting certain formations of enemies. Uh, certain, certain certain formations, if you blast, if you, if you blast all the enemies uh, by, by that formation, they'll, uh, they'll leave behind a blue a blue capsule. Take up the blue ca- capsule, and you'll notice that you and you notice that one of the boxes and bottom of the screen lights off. It's actually a red capsule. Oh, sorry. A red. blue capsule is one that uh, kills all the enemies. The in mega the mega crush. Yep, you're right. Yes. I'm sorry. So um, that's all right. You, You'll see in the bottom of the screen six boxes, which are those options, yeah, which are those power-ups that we were talking about earlier. Uh, from left to right, they go speed up, uh, double, laser, ripple, option, question mark, and exclamation point. And each time you get a capsule, the, uh, the lighted box moves over one. For example, it takes one box to do speed up, uh, two capsules to do, uh, d- uh, to, like, you do like you double, etc., etc. So, so the, th- the thing is, you don't have to... It's not only certain formations of any enemies but it's also enemies that have um a shade of red true yep, yep. um so. yeah it's it's kind of like um uh, UN squadron i keep bringing this up but <laughs> honestly uh when i played this i kind of i kept kind of kept thinking about UN squadron so you know like you shoot you shoot down a red enemy and they'll drop like a power up for mm-hmm. you yeah. So um, got to be careful because uh, think about this about think about this because if you have six capsules, i.e., like the exploration box is lit up, and you grab a seventh one, then that might be causing it to go back to speed up. So you got to be careful that you either want to uh, use it or hold on to it. And don't give any more capsules once you get to the ones you want to hold on to. Hey, um, I just use it or lose it. Yeah. <laughs> speed up, you can do as many times as you want to. Um, to make oh the, God. Um, <laughs> Um, I, I made t- that mistake. <laughs> uh, I usually use it twice. Yes, me too. Uh, uh, because that gives you enough, like, move, uh, uh, um, because it's, because you use it too many times, that makes the ship like very jerky, like hard to control. Yeah. Well, um, also when you're first starting out, the ship is very hard to control because it goes so slow. Yes. Yeah. Um, so. I have found a lot of times where um, if my ship, if 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 I hit something or I've gotten blown up or whatever. Um, I might as well just like restart from the beginning because I know I'm just going to lose all my lives <laughs> because I'm going way too slow. We're, yeah, I was going to bring that up later on, but that's a major weakness like about the game series. Yeah. Uh, which a lot of people would like complain about. And they probably have reason to get it. I mean, if you if you have a power-up saved, it'll auto... Or, well, mm-hmm. if you have the yeah. setting to automatically use it, right. it'll automatically speed you up, but you are right. still half the speed you probably yep. want to be. Yeah, so... So... Definitely. Um, you can, mo- most of these power-ups you can only use once. Uh, for example, if you, uh, like for example, once you once you like your laser, uh, that box is grayed out. So you can't do it. Th- uh, what about missile? Can you only use missile once, or is mis- that? Yep, missile once. Okay, yeah. Uh, option you can do four times. You know, to, to give yourself a mo- to, to give yourself a max of four options. The option basically right. du- the option basically the option basically duplicates your ship's star power. It also so, lags your game if you're shooting a lot of lasers. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, well, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Question mark usually question mark usually gives you some kind of shield unless you selected the uh, the um, uh, uh, screw down option. 
and the exclamation point does whatever you decided that it, that it does because exclamation point is the most like uh, wild card uh, uh, variety of your power to pick from. So, um, so as George just said, however, once you get um, you, you start off with the game very weak. Uh, you're very slow. If like all you have is your pea shooter, uh, which is pretty. Uh, which is pretty fast firing, especially if you had the auto button selected. But it's pretty weak. Um, uh, I would I would say that if you don't have any of the speed ups, it actually shoots kind of slow. Mm. Maybe uh, that's just me. Mm, I, I think it shoots at pretty like good speed. It's really, it's, I it's, thought it shot pretty slow. It's certainly faster in this game. It's certainly faster in this game. Uh, certainly faster in this game than it is like in Gradius and Life Force. So okay. Um, but they uh, um um and uh, and once you get the capsules to power up. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, then you're then you're uh, then you're pretty well prepared to go through the stages. But as George, uh, but, but, uh, but as George mentioned, uh, and a major weakness of the, and a major weakness not only of this game but the you know but the whole series is if you happen to if, 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 if you happen to go up against a tough boss and if like and kill and lose uh, kill and lose all your power ups, good freaking luck because you're gonna need it. Oh yeah. So the thing is, if you can power through it and get to because every before every new area, there's an area where it's just you you know you're just sitting in you know blackness with stars and um, a f like a bunch of formations of enemies come up and there's your chance to get um, some of your power ups back um, and that's good but like I like we t like we said it's difficult to get to that point if you've already you know like lost a ship because you're slow and. Um, also, the problem is, it, it depends on where you are, so like, mm -hmm. yeah. if you're at a boss battle and you, you die, um, it, de it all depends on where you are, so there'll be like a boss battle where you die and, oh, you'll just go right back to the boss battle, but sometimes you go back to the beginning of the stage, um, and that's not, that's <laughs> not very good. Um, I'll tell you what, um, I had a better time playing the SNES version of this game than I did uh, the PS2 version of Gradius 3 because it was so much harder um, on the PS2 because it was so more um, arcade accurate and there was a lot more shooting at me than there was mm. on the SNES version. Yes. Yeah. 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 For sure. But they, um, so I, I I think I got decently far mm. um, in the SNES version here. There's 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 a great example of that uh, that difference between like uh, PS2 uh, slash arcade and Super NES versions. Um, stage six, which is the fire stage, the fire stage. I love that stage. This is the, uh, the this is uh, this is my favorite stage in the game because um, the graphics are great. The music the music is excellent during this you, you, during this stage. That piece is my favorite like the whole game. Um, the Super NES stage is pretty tough because you've got in that stage you're flying between uh, the bottom the bottom the bottom top of the screen is all firelit. So you're trying to navigate between like two. Um, uh, between like uh, flames at the top and bottom, which limits your movability, which limits your like maneuverability. Right, and, and don't they they move, right? Uh, there are some mountains, and there are some mountains that come up every now and then that restrict you to even narrow corridors to go through. Yeah. And all through the stage, you're also being attacked by uh, fireballs. The fireballs that split into three, like if you shoot them, and other enemies coming at you also, like firebirds. Um, now. Oh, my favorite, my favorite car. <laughs> 
Now, I, now, <laughs> now, now, as hard as the stage is in the Super NES version, the original, the original arcade version is even ten times more so because the because the arcade version of the game, you have firebirds that cannot be destroyed. You have you, you have blasters. I'm sorry, you have they have fireballs that cannot be shot. And certain fireballs that they are shot break into seven or eight fragments. It isn't just three. So, so it's like so like so. You need a shield and a lot of luck to get through that stage. Just like an arcade version. Or a lot of skill. Yes. Um, but, uh, so so how many stages are there in this game? The Super NES version of the game has ten stages. Okay, I think I got almost halfway through. But. <laughs> um. Yeah, stage four is something of a bonus level, um, um, uh, just because of the fact that that, uh, no, sorry, um, I'm thinking about the wrong version of the game. Um, da, 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 da. Let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Right. Mm, sorry, one sec. Um, yeah, there's ten stages in the game. Um, it follows, the stages are mostly the same as they are like in the arcade stage. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, the arcade version. Um, there are the, the pseudo 3D stages as, as, as stages I mentioned before tossed out. Um, in the arcade version, the first stage of the game is the cell stage, uh, which is not seen in the Super NES version of the game, like the stage, like stage six. Um, I'm sorry, the fire, the fire stage is stage five, the cell stage is stage six. So, so in the Super NES version, uh, it's, 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 the Super NES version starts off with the desert stage. So yes. that's one difference between them. Um, the layout's different a little bit. Uh, there's less enemies in the Super NES version of the game because of the process of the Super NES being more limited than the arcade version. Uh, yes, uh, I've, I've noticed that. Right, so um, uh, there's a new boss, uh, like in the game. Um, and there's also... Uh, and some of the and some of the enemies are also like are also as I, as I mentioned earlier, some of the enemies are also either changed or reduced in difficulty, uh, like the like the Super NES version of the game. Uh, and also, uh, the Super NES version of the game is also notorious for having slowdown. But I don't mind slowdown oh, yeah. uh, uh, most of the time because like the, the, the slowdown because most of the time because. Because the slowdown happens usually when you're most needing it because they're needing it because the action is because the action is coming too fast and furious. Um, well, that's the reason why it slows down. Right, <laughs> There's right. too much crap on the screen. Yeah, <laughs> but but this problem this problem was seen in a lot of early Super NES games. Uh, UN yeah. Squadron had it, for example, also. Um, uh, you know, yes, yes, it did. So just to make another like just varieties. just to bring up UN yeah, Squadron yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, it's limitation of this being a launch game. I mean, I do cut it some slack because of the launch game. I'm sure this game could have been probably better if they had to come out later on the system's life, you know, systems, uh, the system's life. Probably, but, yeah. but, but, but considering what they had to work with at the time, um, I think it's pretty good uh, as far as um, the the essence of the arcade game is here. Uh, with some, uh, the changes mostly made were done to accommodate the Super NES because of its limited hardware and limited, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, like limited processor. Uh, but most of the changes changes the game I do like. For example, I mentioned I mentioned the um, uh, um, I mentioned like for example I mentioned the the weapon the weapon power up system that that system that system was that system was not in the original arcade version. Um, there's also uh, uh, this version also allows you to be able to continue quickly uh, once you lose our lives. Uh, like I said before, most most versions of the Gradius games don't have that. Wait, the SNES version let you continue? Yes. Wait, what? 
after you lose all your lives, uh, you'll be able to continue. That's not what I saw. Hmm. I got game over. Well, you're only able to continue maybe like three times, I think, before like... I, I never got a chance to continue. I always got game over once I lost all my ships. Uh, it may depend upon the difficulty level, because I usually play this game in normal, so... Oh, okay, yeah, no, I played it on the easiest. Yeah. The easy maybe. may not have the Does difficulty... Does that make sense, though? Well... <laughs> to give no continues on the easiest setting? Hmm. I guess they feel maybe that you'll need it. <laughs> oh, boy, did I need it. Um, I just ended up using a lot of save states. Right. Yeah. Um, and the music, of course, is also, like, remixed... Uh, um, too remixed also because it sounds uh, because obviously the Super NES has different sound has different sound processor uh, than the original like, arcade version had right but segue segue still uh, sounds pretty good the music in this game is great the greatest games have always been known for their great music oh so game, you should never bring up when a segue comes great come on <laughs> you should know this by now I think it's funny so <laughs> um, uh. So yeah, the greatest games have always been well known for the music, and, and the, uh, the music, the music in this game, you know, this game doesn't disappoint. The soundtrack's great. Um, it's a very, it's a very rocking, uh, um, hard-paced driving, uh, driving theme that really makes you feel. Later on in the game, certain pieces that were mixed with the fact that you blast it through like a real tough enemy can really do a great job together, like make you feel like a badass. I guess, yeah. So what do you think about the music? I liked it. Um, it sounded good. I don't know. I don't remember what the arcade uh, music sounds like. Uh, it's the same pieces. Like the like, like same pieces. Uh, just like it sounds different. Right. But I, I, I kind of want to compare. But hmm. what I heard from the SNES version sounded very nice. Uh, it was very fitting. Right. I liked it. Um, it was a, it was it was a good use of the hardware. Yes. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. The reason why I can't remember what the arcade version sounds like is because uh, I was very frustrated at the arcade version and did not play <laughs> too much because <laughs> I could not get very far even on the easiest setting there. So. Mm. So we'll talk we'll talk about that on the other podcast. <laughs> um, the Super NES version of the game also has a couple remixes of classic Gradius music. Um, there's a couple hidden bonus stages, for example. Uh, like if you play to get certain, um, at, three, at, three, at two points of the game, if you happen to get your, your, if you happen to get your point counter to, to point counter to a certain number and do a certain thing, you, uh, you, you can ship go to bonus stage, uh, which is what uh, changes the power up, and it plays a remix of a, a remix of the music from Gradius there. Um, oh, okay. Uh, there's also uh, there's also a remix of the what's called the uh, um, uh, the aircraft carrier theme is also is also used in this game uh, which have been used in every Gradius game. Um, in this game, you heard the aircraft carrier theme uh, while you're later in the game when you're when you're facing that part with the like all those like uh, square shaped enemies coming at you like all at once. Like appearing out of the screen, like and charging you, and it's great change to do a great change to power up. Uh, I'm not sure if you ever got that far, George. Um, I'm not sure. Mm. But uh, uh, well, it, well, 
to be honest, if you hadn't made, to be honest, if you hadn't made it past that point, you probably wouldn't, you, you probably wouldn't, you, you probably, you probably wouldn't have stopped me to stage nine, because, uh, because stage nine is the boss rush stage. There are five enemies that come at you like one after another. I most definitely did not get that far. <laughs> I, you know, um, I got as far as the rotating Easter Island heads. Oh, the Moai stage, stage four. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got almost to the end of that, and then I kept dying. Again, that's a great tradition. Yeah. Phew, every guy's game like has a Moai stage in it. So. I think people are setting off fireworks over here. <laughs> there's just I don't know if you hear it, but there's loud bangs going on. Well, it's. So if it's the theme of the game, they're, like, they're celebrating Gradius three. Uh, yep, yep, celebrating like you know blowing stuff up. So, but uh, <laughs> speaking about the bosses, uh, what do you think about the bosses and the, the bosses, the, the bosses, the bosses like the boss design in this game? Uh, as far as I got, um, they 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 seemed all different. They didn't have like a similar way to defeat. Well, they technically did. You just shoot mm. the crap out of them, yep. but they didn't really have a similar way of defeating them. Um, and there, there were some where kind of turned into like a, a bullet heck kind of game where you'd have to like maneuver yourself around like all these different things and yeah, yeah, all the bubbles. <laughs> what is with the bubbles? Oh yeah, that's a tough boss. But, that, uh, yeah, that was a tough boss. <laughs> but like I, I got around it. Hmm. Yeah, all the bubbles. Ugh. The enemy design game. This game, I think, is a mixed bag. I mean, there's a lot of enemies, but a lot of them, do, 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 but a lot of them do. You know, but a lot of them like look the same, but the boss design I really love. Yeah, there's really some. I was There's really some like big, complicated bosses. They all have different like tricks and gimmicks to them. Yes. But surprisingly enough, the final boss in the game, by turning himself, is a piece of cake. He doesn't do very much. He just like shoot away at him and boom, game over. Oh, I thought you meant he was a literal piece of cake. <laughs> that would have been. Uh, I would have. I would have played to the end of that game just to see it. Uh, sound effects are pretty good. Uh, just, just you know, just a basic like you know pew pew and a uh, and, and boom boom sounds. But <laughs> okay, yes, um, there are uh, there is some voice in this game. Yes, there is. Uh, which sounds nice. But it's impressive. It's very yeah. impressive, especially for a launch SNES game. Yes, very it, impressive. It does not have as much voice as the arcade version does, but. Uh, but the fact that he has some voice in it, period, is, it was very nice. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, the graphics are very good. The graphics are very similar to... The graphics are very close to the arcade version, I thought. Um, just uh, some, of the, some of the detail is slightly reduced. Um, and the color variety is also toned down a little bit. But yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't seem as sharp as the arcade version, but it's still, it still definitely looks good. Yeah. Um, you can... You can, if you looked at both of them, you could definitely tell that there's a difference, but it still oh, yeah. looks similar. Right. I mean, again, I hate to say, you know, again, um, I hate to keep saying this, but for a launch title, um, you know, the graphics, you know, the graphics are very good, I thought. Yeah, it, it so. was it was done very well for a game that came out as launch. Right. So. Um, so yeah, this is definitely a game that keeps coming back for more. I mean, like, there's, like, there's good, there's definitely good replay value to this because, um, in order to get the, uh, the ending does vary a little bit depending upon which, which difficulty level that you beat it at. And for the quote unquote best ending, I have to beat it like a hard difficulty level. So, um, so yeah, there's definitely some, like, 
So, so yeah, I think there's enough like you know like variety and uh, differences between the stages and, and, and the different configurations of weapons to try, um, and what and the difficulty levels and whatnot to definitely you know definitely has replay value to this. I definitely was entertained for a good long time as a kid having this game. Um, yeah, no, this this game frustrated me, but I I did come back and I got I got further. I I pushed on through, um, and I I feel like I'm getting better at shooters now. Yeah. Um, now that I keep playing them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plus the game itself is not, yeah, plus the game itself is not overly large. Uh, um, I'm sorry, long, I should, I should probably say, because if you're good at the game, I, you can go through the whole game, you know, the whole game in less than an hour. Yeah. So. Yeah, like, maybe like half an hour. Um, Something like that. I didn't look up a speedrun of this game, but yeah, probably half an hour is probably like doable, so. I don't think people really speedrun shooters, because mm. they're, they're all... There's no way to really speedrun a shooter unless there's shortcuts because it's all just going the same speed. Hmm. You know? Well, you can speedrun for points because there is a point system in this game. Of course, being like an arcade port, they kept the point system in it, so... I guess? But... You know, I don't really know much about... The yeah. only thing that I've seen was like a tool-assisted speedrun of... Hmm. Uh, oh, what was that GameCube shooter? Oh, Ikaruga? like Ikaruga? Yeah. yeah. That's really impressive. That's the game that first brought boat hell like to the language of Americans. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> you know what? Oh man. Yeah. No, that game is insane. Because you also have like to change the color of your ship. Yep. And yep. Yeah. That's a really cool game. It's probably a, very, a game that I couldn't get far in. Yeah, Ikaruka is a very different shooter, uh, a, a shooter game than like you know a Gradius R type or something else like that is. Yeah, I think I think yeah. it's I think it's completely linear in the way of AI. I think it, like the same things happen over and over again. Whereas there's a chance for something in like Gradius Three where um, an enemy will like go below you, but then if you restart the level, it might go above you and right. Yeah. Um. So this game, when it came out, received like very favorable reviews. Um, I can see uh, why. Uh, IGN gave it the uh, so IGN gave like because uh, IGN uh, gave the game like eight and a half. Um, Gamespot gave it a seven, uh, and the uh, um, um, and it um, and the uh, and uh, modern reviews of the game also pretty much uh, pretty much echo those same thoughts. Um, this game was not released in Europe uh, um, at all in the Germany's life story. Alexander, for some reason. Oh, I'm uh, I'm so sorry. I am uh, so sorry, you guys. <laughs> the Super NES did come out later on in, in Europe, of course. Like I had to, you know, like had like a 19, you know, I had 92 released, but there were lots of, but but yeah, there were a lot of 16-bit games that Konami only released either. I uh, released in Japan, North America, and that was it. They didn't Maybe the they realized that it wasn't really in that market to release it for that well, the platform. Arcade I don't know. Uh, well, the arcade game got a worldwide release. Well, um, the, th the yeah. thing is, in, in in a lot of parts of Europe, you know, the SNES wasn't, like, super-duper right. popular, so maybe they thought mm. that it wouldn't be popular a popular right. buy, and what's, yeah. what's the point of releasing Probably it? Probably not. Yeah. Um, it did not get released outside of... So, like, the game, like, the game did not get a European release, uh, like, until the PS2 um, uh, version of the game came out in two... You came on 2001. Did it get um, an Australian release? Yes, it did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Gradius 3 has also come out since then, like in the, um, uh, has also been included since then on the Gradius collection, which came out for the PSP um, in 2006. That got a worldwide release. Um, and the game also came out 
you know, the game also came out in a virtual console, which is available now still. So. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Yep. So there's seven, oh. like, like, like several ways to play this. Um, the last thing we can talk about, the last thing, you know, the last thing we can talk about too much because I really didn't think we had to mention it, but I guess we're kind of bringing it up real quick. Um, the controls of the game are pretty good, I thought. Um, you know, like, um, you know, like I said, you do, you can assign what button does what to the option screen, which is very nice. Uh, very, uh, very basic controls. Uh, the one button shoots, one button controls your missile, and one button, you know, your power up. Um, uh, the pad does a fine job of handling the ship, and collision detection seems to be pretty fair. I, I have nothing to add on to that. You, you're, you're very accurate in how I feel. Um, as a matter of fact, there are times. As a matter of fact, there are times that swear that Cora is going to be killed. But the shot seemed to, you know, the shot, you know, the shot, you but the shot, but the shot seemed to like you know graze me just by like an inch, you know, like a miss me. So, right, but, yeah. Uh, so, um, if anything, I think the game kind of leans a little bit toward doing the player's favor. Uh, I mean, did they in the regard? Which for shooter is very good. So, but they. Um, oh yeah, yeah. No, most definitely. Uh, because which are. It's good. I, I, yeah, because the original arcade version of the game, obviously, like obviously, like you, uh, the, the, uh, of the game, obviously, like used a joystick uh, to handle the ship. So, um, certain games, joystick is pre- joystick is preferred over pad. I think this game handles fine over pad. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, you know, I keep forgetting about this, but I do have an arcade stick for the SNES. <laughs> um, I should have tried using it for this. Hmm. Uh, that would have been really cool to see how it felt, but. Yeah, no, I just used an SNES controller, um, and right. it felt it felt pretty good. Um, I, I had more trouble controlling it on the PS2 version, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. And I don't I don't know if it was me or the controller I was using or what, but mm. yeah. So uh, there are a number of like there are a number of, like a codes and secrets like in this game. Um, so um, is there a Konami code? We we will get to that. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, because there's a different, you know, a different like thing to that. So, um, if you wish to give yourself thirty extra ships at the start of the game, uh, on the house screen, hold left and push A A A start, and I'll give you thirty ships. Um, if you wish to unlock the arcade mode, which is the highest difficulty level like in the game, uh, uh, bring up the option menu, highlight the game level. Like and then rapidly tap the A button 16 times. Uh, after that, you know, after that you'll see the uh, like after that like you'll see the difficulty level uh, option change to arcade. Um, it's a little bit misleading because it's not really the arcade version. A, a, a arcade version. A, a, um, a, what that means is arcade difficulty. Uh, arcade difficulty uh, setting. So. so the SNES grows a coin slot, and every time you die, <laughs> you have to put in a quarter. Um, if you, um, if you, um, we talked about this earlier, George. Uh, if you want to give yourself extra credits to be able to, you know, to be able to continue the game more, like after you die, um, uh, the, uh, like the house screen, push the, uh, push the, push the X button as many times as you can, like you can, and just before the screen fades out, uh, push the start button. Um, and pretty much every time you push the X button, the X button, the X button successfully, uh, you earn a credit. How do you press the X button unsuccessfully? You can fail to push the X button like on the screen, uh, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the X button like before the screen fades out. All right. I, I guess. <laughs> it just it makes it sound like if you successfully hit the X button, mm. like how do you, how do you not successfully hit the X button? I'm sorry. Right. 
It's it's uh, uh, whatever. <laughs> now here's the now here's the now now, now here's what now, now here's where the Konami code comes into play. Um, you uh, uh, you were able to do a you were able to do an immediate full power up to your ship uh, once once reach stage that you clear in the game. Uh, for example, for like, for example, if you make it to stage four and die, you've earned three "quote unquote" full power-ups available to you. Um, to do that, you have to pause the game and then use the Konami code. However, you have to do a variation to entering the Konami code because if you enter the Konami code canonically, which is up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start, um, your ship will blow up. <laughs> Which is a very nasty trick like the Konami put in the game, I thought. So what so. is the code that you put in? Is it like down, down? No, it's up, up, down, down, L, R, L, R. Oh. Shorter buttons, L, R, L, R. Uh, B, A, and then start. Oh, that's nasty. Yes, it is. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was not amused the first time I found that as a kid, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you weren't, but that's funny. Um... If you want to do a random, um, uh, if you're master of the game and you're not really sure what weapons, what weapons, what weapon option you want to have, there's a way to be able to give yourself a, a random, a random weapon select, uh, which the game, which the game, the game would automatically decide what you know power that you get, uh, will will make available to you to play the game. Uh, to do that in the weapon select screen, push right on the D-pad. To go in edit mode and then push X Y X X Y Y X Y, um, and then finally, if you want to reset the game, you reset the game like for any reason, uh, push the L and R button, then I'm uh, sorry, hold the L and R button, then hold start, and then we're holding down all three of those buttons, uh, push select, and that will restart. Um, and that will cause the game to restart for you. That's if you get really lazy and you don't want to get up. Basically, yes. <laughs> Um, or if something weird happens and the, the game freezes, I guess you could try that. Right. Or a glitch happens. Right. So, um, there are a number of secrets in this game. There are actually, I misspoke earlier, there are five bonus stages, uh, 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 bonus stages, uh, bonus stages that are in the game. How could you lie to these wonderful people, Greg? <laughs> because I only, uh, because I only knew about two of them. I, I, I never realized even after all these years of playing the game, there was actually five. I didn't even know there were bonus stages at all. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> Whoa, what's that supposed to be? Well, 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 most of them are not easy to get because you have to do certain, uh, because you have to do like certain, like, you know, like prerequisites to be able to unlock, uh, the condition to even allow you to get to the bonus stage. Right. So we'll go over each stage here quickly. Um, stage two, there's no, uh, there's no precondition. When you see a hole in the wall at the bottom of the screen, just fly into it. Uh, stage three, you, you, you need to destroy all the ground targets, all the ground targets in the stage uh, 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 up to this point. When you reach the lowest level of that stage, there's a platform in the ceiling, in the ceiling that drops down. When it drops down, fly just, fly just below the part where the platform was. Uh, stage four, you cannot have anything, um, you can have no power-ups, uh, uh, i.e. your power bar needs to be blank. Uh, in the last set of Moai heads, uh, there's one lane down which lifts up up, fly um, uh, and fly behind it. Stage five, the hundred, the hundred digits of your score has to read either five, seven, or three. Uh, fly, uh, to access the access the bone stage, fly just below the ceiling uh, before the narrow corridor. And finally, stage seven, 
um, is an unknown like career script. I.e., meaning, uh, meaning after all these years, people start arguing over what actually causes us to fire. You have to so. wait for the guy in the crowd to wave. <laughs> uh, but this bonus stage, Jackson said, you have to just after the just after the long downward slope in the second half of the level, stay close to the ground and fly into the wall formation, uh, 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 shaped like an inverted arrow. Um, the bonus, well, and uh, I should say another bonus to the bonus stage, besides getting a whole, a whole bunch of power-ups, it's like, leave this, but the bonus stage, you, you automatically, you automatically, you automatically uh, be warped the next stage. Oh, well, that's convenient. Yes. So, however, if you get cured in the bonus stage, uh, because there are enemies, uh, the, the enemies there, because it is like a power-up to, uh, on the power-up area, uh, you'll be taken back to the regular level. So, like, but, but, I have to be careful like about that. Um, if, if like if for some reason you want to keep the, uh, there is there uh, there is a, there is a demo mode to this game uh, uh, like the title screen. If for some reason you want to for some reason that you want to uh, continue continue watching demo mode, uh, hold down the A button and the game will play the entire first stage for you. Again, I'm not sure why I want to do that. But, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I can't think of a reason why. <laughs> um, there's also there's also a bug in this game that allows you to be able to get full power-ups uh, without using the code. Uh, the, um, like we have the speed down um, uh, option selected, like for the exclamation um, uh, option, like in your weapon select screen. If you get enough power-ups to highlight the last weapon, uh, which of course like will not be visible, and then like, and use it without power, and then use that, and then use that. Use that to power up your, uh, your speed up. Uh, you uh, your power up your whole ship instead. So just oh, so so like so like so 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 just so just so just a bug of the programming I think. So yeah, no, it sounds like it because if you don't have any power ups and you try right. to downgrade, right? I think the 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 next logical thing would be to fully upgrade because right. that is yeah. that is the next lowest state technically. Yes. So. That's an interesting thing. I didn't know that. Hmm. So, and finally, uh, if you selected the F option, like the R option, um, and the R option uh, uh, when you uh, when you weapon select, there is a way to be able to spread them out. Uh, uh, to get tired of how they're configured. Um, just have the just have that option selection uh, highlighted, uh, i.e., having a power for power for that. Then push and hold the A button. So. Um, so this game was pretty popular. Soden, uh, uh, Soden, uh, Soden, uh, 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 produced and sold in large amounts, and as a result, the games the games still pretty cheap, uh, cheap of Super NES standards, mind you, uh, to pick up today. If you want a physical copy, one thousand dollars. <laughs> no, actually, it's not bad. Um, what, what, what is cheap for SNES standards? Well, there's 65 copies of the game currently on sale. It's like 171 copies recently sold, so there's no problem. There's no problem getting them. Um, card only. Can, but, but I can run you over from 750 to to up to 25 dollars. Ooh. Mm. CIB can run you over from 22 to, to 22 to 22 dollars to 59 dollars. And there was a sealed copy of the game that recently sold for 103 dollars. Oh, jeez. So I mean, for 750, I, 750, I think it's worth it. Oh yeah. Because you're, 
Uh, because really, like, don't need the manual, the, you know, the manual of this game, uh, because it's a shooter, so it's pretty, like, you know, like, pretty, like, you know, like, simple to figure out. Well, let's so, be honest, you could just look it up online. That too, yes, but, but, they, um, <laughs> um, so, all in all, uh, this is a game I loved as a kid, and I still love today, uh, because I said, you know, um, you know, I am a, I am a, a minute huge fan of the Gradius series, and, I, you know, I pretty much love every game that's come out, uh, for the series, but I think this game is very strong. It's, it's certainly one of my favorite games of the series. I probably would rank it a little bit. I probably I probably would like to rank it a little bit a little bit below Gradius Five and Life Force. Um, but it's certainly like you know, but certainly like way up there for me as far as the as far as the gameplay goes. Um, I love the bosses. I love the stage design. Uh, I love all the weapon configurations that I can be able to you. Um, the game is challenging without being like poor out frustratingly uh, frustrating frustratingly difficult yeah. um and they uh and there's the graphics the music are quite good like the time period and uh, the two-player option um has you be able to play the game with, uh, like a friend to um so all in all it's uh, i mean a lot of positives the main the main strikes the main strikes against the game are the slowdown which i uh which i admit is aggravating but you know most of the time most of the time when it happens i can be appreciative of it um and the uh, plus, also the fact that you know this game we talked about before suffers the same bug that every kind of greatest game kind of suffers. The fact that the fact that if you get killed with all killed and lose all your power ups, it's not like an R type game where some of the power ups can go off the screen and, and you have a chance to pick them up again. Um, unless you, you're probably you're probably screwed in that case. So, but you know those. But those like weaknesses um, put aside, uh, this is a very strong port, a strong port like an arcade game, uh, a very good game in the series, and certainly was a very um, uh, great game to have, especially for launch, because like you know most games came out to with launch were either like Mario platformer or like a racing game or like you know tech demo fancy, uh, fancy sh the fame and fancy stuff. But here you got a, a your basic classic arcade shooter. So it, like, so it was very, very well timed coming out for launch. I flavor launch, I thought would, would probably help its popularity in sales, uh, like for sure. So, um, but George, uh, considering you, uh, considering this is your first time playing the game, uh, what do you think of it? You know, overall, I thought it was a challenging game, uh, even on the easiest difficulty, or maybe I just stink. I don't know. Um, it looked nice. It played nice. I, I don't, you know, I really don't know what to say without basically copying what you said. Um, it is definitely worth getting this game between like seven and fifteen bucks, maybe. Um, I, I like this game; it's really nice. And, and like I said, I think I'm getting better at shooters, so um, being able to get further and do a little bit more in the game um, helps me appreciate what it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I really don't know what to say. Um, What's well, true for all classic shooter games? Because, like, you know, the, the, the main thing about the games is just, like, the main thing about the games is just, like, you know, like, practice and memorization. Once you learn where the is coming from, like, and how to approach them, uh, uh, the game gets a lot easier. Well, it's not just memoriza memorization, because there's also some skill to it, because there's all these bullets flying everywhere. You can't remember where all that, these bullets are going to go because it changes from time to time. That's why I also said practice. Yeah, it's a lot of... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a lot of paying attention as well. Oh, yes, definitely. So, um... Do not, yeah, do not try... Yeah, 
Yeah, do not try playing this game like if you were like you were drunk, because you won't get very far. <laughs> Who says you can't pay attention when you're drunk? <laughs> okay, most people cannot do very well in this game. <laughs> drunk, so. <laughs> uh. So, um, so once again, um, I'm very glad to have introduced George to George Miller, like a you new know, classic, you new know, classic franchise. That has sadly been kind of ignored in recent years, but who knows? What are you talking you know. about? There was a slot machine and a pachinko machine. <laughs> it's obviously not being ignored. Uh, it's obviously uh, not being misused, Greg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's right next to the Metal Gear Solid pachinko machine. So, yeah, you know, I would encourage you to check out Gradius and Life Force also. Uh, Gradius has not aged very well, I think, uh, but Life Force is still like an amazing game. I have not uh, played Life Force, but I guess I'm gonna have to do that now. Yeah, Life Force alternates. Uh, Life Force is great because it alternates, it alternates between like vertical and vertical and horizontal stages as far as the gameplay goes, and it also has a very strong soundtrack, um, and also like very strong boss design, like a whatnot to it. So, right. uh, but uh, so um, so uh, next time on the podcast, uh, next we'll time on the SNES podcast. We're covering another classic game, um, you know, another like you know famous, uh, famous, well loved, and a popular game. Uh, do you want to tell the good listeners out there which game we're covering next time, George? Yeah, we're uh, covering Shadowrun. Oh wait, no, <laughs> we already covered that. Uh, we're going to play Super Mario RPG. Yes, um, a very, uh, a very interesting late release Super NES game, which was the brainchild of a joint collaboration between like. Between like Nintendo and Squaresoft. Oh yeah, um, and, and has elements of both. So um, and of course George is picking another RPG to play. <laughs> um, and is the precursor, and is the precursor like the precursor like the very popular uh, the Mario series. So yeah, no, I so I haven't played too too much of this game, but what I played I really liked. Mm. So this is going to be awesome. We played some of the Paper Mario games, haven't you? Yeah, but it's it doesn't really play like this game. Eh, there's some it similarities. It plays a little bit differently. Yeah, but um, yeah. but so, but yeah, so um, that should be like a very uh, like interesting episode because I think George and I probably have some different opinions like about the game. So probably. Uh, so we'll see. It's, it'll be definitely interesting. So if you have any uh, feedbacks, comments, suggestions, etc., uh, please please feel free to contact us on the Facebook page. Um, or you can also leave us a review like on iTunes. And you can also send us send us an email directly to the SNES podcast at yahoo.com. Um, and George, how can they um, and and somebody, somebody wants to contact you, George, how can they do that? Oh boy, uh, I am on Twitter if you want to follow me and contact me and look at my profile and I, what else can you do on Twitter? I don't know. Um, I am at Mr. Chief at M I S. T-U-R-C-H-E-E-F um, I don't know why I didn't realize this before but I'm guessing not everyone uses Twitter uh, so you could also email me if you'd like uh, that's just uh, the same same thing Mr. Chief at gmail.com or um, also have emails for my other podcasts and my other podcasts are um, The Box Fort where we just talk about whatever um, I also do uh, PlayStation Power here with Greg. Uh, we cover PlayStation, PlayStation 2 games. I do uh, in Master System Masterpieces. Um, those are my main podcasts that are that, that I'm doing right now. Um, 
yeah let's see what else I, I think that's it <laughs> <laughs> they, okay, they, they all have their own Facebook pages and mm. or actually groups and and all that you just you could just search them on Facebook and I'm sure you'll find them indeed so and it's um um, and as a final gentle reminder, if you'd like to hear more Gradius talk, we're going to be covering the arcade slash PS2 port of this game, uh, like on the PlayStation podcast. So, uh, which I think would make a very nice, um, uh, uh, a very nice bookend like this episode. So yeah, sure I check, think so. Like, be sure to check that out also. So. The only the only thing is, it's not a family friendly podcast. True, but <laughs> so. <laughs> um, and this game probably and, and this game probably evoked lots of cursing like that format. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so thank you again, everybody out there for listening to us. Uh, we very much appreciate it. And we want to hear from you. So like, you know, feedback, comments, suggestions, please send them in. Most so, definitely. Yes. It uh, uh, doesn't matter how old the episode is. I know. Um, I know a bunch of people feel guilty uh, uh, like about catching like about letting like about not listening to podcast for months and then catching up and not wanting to contribute something something for something for something for, something for game coverage cover six, cover six months ago we don't care send it in yeah so. talk about the un squadron episode <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so thank you again everybody out there for listening and take care goodbye Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Doom Bomb Power.